With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hope that you are having a good Thursday. Welcome to Listen App. The uh, first round of the Masters is in the books. And boy, they tore it up. Three golfers at seven on the par. Brooks Kepka, Victor Hovland, and John Rahm. Which is amazing about Rahm is he opened up the day with a double bogey on number one. And was still able to go at seven under. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. But Kepka, Hoblin, and Ram all at seven under. Uh, Tiger did not have a good day, 74 and two over par. And he's in jeopardy of not being around for the weekend. So, again, round one of the Masters is in the books. All right, NBA, we are down to two games. And here are your standings. All right. We have. Sacramento with the third seed. Golden State, the sixth seed, as the Clippers have the tiebreaker over them, and they are fifth. The Lakers are a game back of Golden State in seventh. The New Orleans Pelicans are a game back at 41 and 39. Okay? So here you have it. Two games left for Sacramento. Golden State at home tomorrow night. At Denver, coming up on Sunday. 48 and 32 for the Kings. Three seed. All right. Could they be a two seed? Yep. Memphis would have to lose their final two. Sacramento would have to win their final two. How do you play out this game tomorrow with the Kings and the Warriors? Right? What's the strategy for tomorrow if you're Mike Brown and the Kings? You just go all out and win it? Or do you go, you know what? We did our thing. We're in our position. We're going to be number two or number three, rather. You know, I can't be concerned about other teams and where they're at. So where do you go? All right. How do you handle this? How do you handle it? It's going to be a very interesting weekend. Very interesting indeed. All right, you know the routine. You hit your hand icon. You raise your hand. And we will get you on. By the way, there's been an update on Zion Williamson. He's just going to continue rehab and conditioning, which tells me he's not coming back. All right? That's... What it tells me. No Andrew Wiggins tomorrow. He's not going to play this weekend. So, again, 
no Andrew Wiggins tomorrow when the Kings host the Golden State Warriors. Here we go. Let's get the show rolling. Why don't we get to Connor? Connor, you'll be my leadoff man today. How are you? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Yeah, I was going to bring up the thing about Andrew Wiggins. I'm not sure what their plan is going into the playoffs with him. I thought that getting a couple games at the end of the regular season would be good for him, but now I guess he's just going to be incorporated into a playoff series. It's kind of an awkward scenario for him to come back and get assimilated with the team. It is. Uh, that just tells me he's not ready to play. That's what it tells me, that they're going to use – this past week, or this week that we're on, I shouldn't say this past week, but this week and next week as basically a mini training camp for him with practice, conditioning, and things of that nature. That's what that tells me. Just tells me he wasn't ready to play. Yeah, and then speaking of the Lakers and that big Lakers-Clippers game last night, I saw that LeBron basically came out and blamed the loss on the scheduling and how no. it was a back-to-back. -back. I mean, that's a disgrace. Every team that has – like, what, 10, 12 back-to-backs a year? Everybody has it. So what makes him so special to use as an excuse? Yeah, I, I was really disappointed when he said that. I mean, it's it's been part of the game. It has continues to be part of the game. Every team deals with that. Stop your complaining. Go out and play, you know? I mean, I, I'm with you 100% on that. That was I, – I didn't appreciate that from, you know, one of the game's great players to talk about, you know, the schedule got them. It's part of the deal. Everyone knows it. All the teams go through it. You, you, you don't. You normally don't hear that from a player of his stature. I thought it was really unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Yeah, and I wanted to mention something about the Masters. I'm not a. I don't have a lot of knowledge about golf, but I think I heard somebody on one of your podcasts ask you about Will Zalatoris and how maybe he had a chance to sneak into the top, but then. I saw that he got an injury before and couldn't even play, so that's pretty un Correct. unfortunate for him. I was totally unaware of that. Yeah, it is very unfortunate. Um, I was surprised. Well, I guess I wasn't surprised. You know, the Masters early on, it was based on conditions, you'll see some low scores. But, you know, they have three players at seven under par. You know, that, that did surprise me a little bit. Now, the weather is going to turn considerably, all right? The weather is going to factor in, and it's supposed to get very cold, all right? I mean, very cold there and rainy. So that is going to be a big factor. Now, all the players play in it. I mean, it's not like, you know, they're not all playing in the same conditions. But if you look at the forecast, okay, 80 degrees, or more than 80 degrees, okay? It was, what, 85 degrees today. Tomorrow, all right? 76 with an 80% chance of showers. Then on Saturday, you ready for this? A high of 51 with a 100% chance of rain. And Sunday, cloudy, only a high of 57. The low on Saturday and Sunday is supposed to be 44 degrees. So think about this. Think about playing Saturday, assuming that they get the whole round in, 100% chance of rain and only a high of 51. If you tee off in the morning, all right, you're teeing off in the rain at 48 degrees. It's going to be 48 degrees from 9 in the morning, they say, all day. As a matter of fact, they don't think – I mean, they say a high of 51, but I'm looking at the hour by hour right now. The hour by hour has the temperature during the day because early in the morning, like, you know, 
technically after 12 midnight, that's considered part of their forecast. It's supposed to be 51, you know, at three in the morning. At nine in the morning, the high temperature is supposed to be 48, and it's not supposed to get above 48 the rest of the day. So think about that forecast. Rain, 100% chance, 48 degrees. Those are brutal conditions to be playing golf in. Yeah, it is very brutal, and I wonder how that's going to affect the greens and how they're going to hold up in the last couple of days of play. Well, they're going to be soft. They're going to be able to attack them, assuming that, you know, the, the, the golfers, assuming that they continue play. You know, once you get a certain amount of rain. Now, I asked John Wood, who is on NBC's golf coverage, and John is a former caddy, and he's caddied for many years. He's been to every single golf course in the world, okay? Every single golf course in the world. And he's doing a thing on Twitter. And by the way, I had him on a podcast uh, oh, a couple of months ago. He, his, his golf knowledge is unbelievable. And he's doing kind of a, a Q&A during the round uh, at the Masters. And I asked him, okay, what, how much rain does it take to make that course unplayable? And he responded this way to me, a lot. Typically, delays happen when there is lightning in the area, though obviously there's a limit to everything. Augusta's greens have sub-air, which can move the moisture right through, and the rest of the course drains incredibly well. I don't ever remember seeing water collect. That's pretty amazing. So that tells me that they're going to be able to play through the rain if there's no lightning, I can't imagine there being lightning in 48 degree weather. There's normally not lightning when it's that chilly out. But think about that. You're going to be able to play golf in the rain with the temperature around 48 degrees. That's going to be really, that's going to be very difficult. And, I, and, and I'll tell you this, if, if Tiger should have a good round tomorrow and make the cut, he will absolutely get annihilated on Saturday. He will not be able to perform in those conditions. So, you know, I doubt Tiger is going to be relevant over the weekend because if he does have a good round tomorrow, he will his body will not hold up in those conditions on Saturday. Just won't work. Yeah, that's really interesting. And then one thing I had to bring up about my Edmonton Oilers yesterday, they became the first team since Mario Lemieux and his teammates in 95-96 to have three players score at least 100 points in a season. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, it is pretty incredible, isn't it? It really is. It is very <laughs> It's pretty unbelievable. Um, think, think about what you just said, right? I mean, it, it's amazing, right? Yeah, it's awesome. Being an Oilers fan, obviously you have McDavid and Dreisaitl. They always do their thing. And then Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who is, I think, the longest tenured Oiler, he gets 100 points for the first time in his career. So that's pretty it's cool amazing. to see. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You know, 100 points in the National Hockey League is like a 20-game winner in baseball. Like, it, it's a milestone. Like, if you get – if you win 20 games as a pitcher, that puts you in a very elite category. If you score 100 points in a National Hockey League season, that's – you know, again, that's that's rarefied air up there in hockey. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking that I'm blessed to be able to watch McDavid. I can't imagine being able to watch Gretzky and see him score 200 points in a season. That would have just been incredible. Watch Watching Wayne Gretzky, and I was blessed to announce one of his games down at the Great Western Forum, uh, a Sharks 
uh, Kings game on TV, and it was one of the great thrills of my broadcasting career. But watching Wayne Gretzky play in person, particularly when he was with the Edmonton Oilers, it's one of the great spectacles you could ever see. Wayne Gretzky, think about this. Wayne Gretzky played on a team with Mark Messier, Yari Curry, Glenn Anderson, Paul Coffey, who was one of the great rushing defensemen in the history of the National Football League. But think about Gretzky, Messier, Yari Curry, Glenn Anderson, okay, with Marty McSorley out there protecting him and a scoring defenseman like Paul Coffey. And I know, Connor, this was before your time. It was absolutely like watching, I don't know, it, it it was so incredible to watch them play that it almost looked like they had two extra men on the ice. That's how good they were. Yeah, I mean, obviously I can see Wayne Gretzky highlights and stuff, but I don't think that would oh. do justice to what he's done in his career, obviously. No, and I had a chance to watch him play a couple of other times in person. I watched him play in person when he was with St. Louis. I watched him play in person when he was with the Rangers. But there was really nothing quite like that Edmonton Oilers team. I mean, think about it. If you have Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier on the same team, their power play, okay? Now, if you think about their power play with Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Yari Curry, and Paul Coffey at one of the points, I mean, their their power play was unlike anything I've ever seen in my entire life in the sport of hockey. There was, there was nothing like it. It was just, it was magic on ice. Yeah, and obviously this Oilers team isn't anything close to the Gretzky teams, but another thing that they've been doing good, they've only let in two goals in the last four games, which and I think today's high scoring more of a league. That's pretty impressive with multiple goaltenders in the net. Well, the one thing that really impressed me in the last week is what they did when they went into Vegas after Vegas had beat them in overtime. A couple nights later, they went into Vegas and they won, I think it was seven to three. And how they won that game when Vegas scored in the first minute, it was 3-2 with like 10 minutes gone by in that first period. And then they went on a tear. And Vegas, who is the number one team in the West, okay, with 104 points, just by the way, one point better than Edmonton right now. But the way Edmonton went in there, and smoked them, that was a signature win for them. Yeah, it sure was. They've won 11 of 12 to just get to one point behind Vegas. So it's pretty cool yep. to see the surge they've had over the last couple of weeks, and hopefully they can carry it into the playoffs. Thanks, man. Appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me. Bye. Take care. By the way, something else I did want to mention today, and we'll get to more phone calls. A week ago today, uh, I didn't know who Angel Reese was. Okay, I don't follow – women's college basketball. I watched a few games this year, but I don't, I'm not able to name you participants in the women's game. Okay. So a week ago today, I didn't know who Angel Reese was. And I did a rant on this today. Enough is enough already. Okay. She has gone from, this is me speaking. This is not you speaking. She's gone from an NCAA champion. Okay. Somebody that you look at is go, wow, that is a very talented basketball player who, in my opinion, made a mockery 
at the end of the game with her taunting. Uh, I'm not, I didn't kill her for it. I just said, hey, you know what? She's 20 years old. She won a national championship. She got caught up in a moment. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. All right. It, 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 I didn't even come down hard on her for that. I came down hard on those who made it into a racial issue because of what Caitlin Clark did. What Caitlin Clark did and what Angel Reese did are not comparable. Okay. And if you think they're comparable, I'm sorry, you're not dealing in a real world. You're not dealing with reality. So let's acknowledge that what they did was not similar. Okay. But again, I, I take into account, I'm watching a 20 year old play a, a, a very big basketball game, biggest game of her life and everything that she got caught up. I'm fine with that. Now, all of a sudden, okay. Right after the game, the next day, she has a problem with the first lady because the first lady spoke out of turn who was at the game and said it was such an amazing sporting event that not only should we invite LSU to the White House, but also Iowa. Now, a lot of people took exception to that. Again, it's the first lady we're talking about, okay? Meaning that, you know, she made a comment that's probably not in her expertise. She just didn't think about what she was saying. I'm okay with that, all right? It's not, it's not World War III that we're starting here. Angel Reese does not accept the apology after the comment was made coming from the White House and has the nerve, okay, to say that if Iowa had won the game, she would not have invited LSU to the White House, inferring that Jill Biden is racist. Okay, because that's what it, that's exactly what she's that's exactly what she's implying. And if you don't think she's implying, wait till you hear her next comment. Okay, she's implying that Jill Biden, the first lady of the United States, is racist because if Iowa had won, she would not have made the same claim that both teams should be invited to the White House. Of racism towards the first lady is because she said, you know what? I'll just go see the Obamas. Let's just go see Barack and Michelle Obama. I won't go to the White House. And I did a rant on this today. You know what? Shut up. Enough is enough already. All right? You're embarrassing yourself. All right? And then I said, you want to go see the Obamas? Go ahead. Contact the Obamas. Go hang out with them, maybe have dinner, break bread with them, and enjoy your time with the former president and former first lady and have a great time while your coach and your teammates go to the White House, which is an incredible honor. Go ahead. You, you skip the incredible honor and you go hang out with the Obamas. This is a disgrace. And you know what's a disgrace about this? It's a disgrace that Shannon Sharp has the audacity and the nerve to go on Fox Sports 1, okay? You ready for this? And say that Jill Biden and her comments are going to cost her husband the election, assuming he runs in 2024 because of what the First Lady did. And Shannon said, remember who got you into the White House? 
black voters and that black voters would not vote for you again in 2024 because of your wife's comments as it relates to the LSU Iowa game. Has there been anything said on TV that's been more stupid than that in recent memory? And we have had a lot of stupidity in the United States, boy. We have had a lot of asinine, embarrassing, unbelievable comments made over the last few years in this country. Has there been anything that's been said that is more ludicrous, more absurd than what Shannon Sharp just said this week? But I got to have Angel Reese, a unbelievably talented player who went overboard after the game. But again, I'm okay with that. Who then wants to criticize the first lady of the United States to a point where she's not accepting an apology and said, you know what? I won't even go to the White House. I'll just go see the Obamas. Why the Obamas? Why not go see the Bushes? Obviously, I know why you wouldn't see the Trump. All right, family, I get that. Although I don't care for people that vote for Trump. As I said, it's America. Vote for whoever you want. If you want to vote for Trump, vote for him. It's your right. You're an American. You want to vote for Biden, vote for Biden. You want to vote for DeSantis if he runs, vote for DeSantis. You want to, but why Obama? Why not go see the Bushes? Why not, why not go down to Texas and go visit George Bush and his family? Going to go see the Obamas. Good for you. Call them up. Have a meeting. Maybe they'll give you a ceremonial jersey. Maybe you'll have the best time of your life. Maybe you'll have a lifelong friendship and it will pave the way of your future after playing basketball. Don't go to the White House. Good. Skip the White House. Stop with your asinine, absurd comments and stop trying to paint the first lady of the United States, Jill Biden, as a racist, okay? But you got Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith and other black media talents that have blinders on who want to make everything in this world about race, okay? What happened at the end of the LSU-Iowa game was not about race, okay? It was about a player that got caught up in the moment that went overboard with an unsportsmanlike act for over 15 seconds. That's what it was. White, black, Asian, doesn't matter. It was inappropriate, okay? And it wasn't the same as what Caitlin Clark did. So we need to stop with this nonsense. It's okay to criticize a person of color in the United States. It's not off limits, okay? It's never been off limits. It should never be off limits. Okay. If you are if your job is to be opinionated and your job is to critique, you should be able to critique and criticize, evaluate, make opinions on anyone, regardless of ethnicity, sexuality, religion, voting preference. Okay. But you can't do that in this country anymore. But again, a week ago today, I didn't know who Angel Reese was. And as I talked to you on this Thursday, you know what? I'm tired of Angel Reese. Go away, please. Stop it with this nonsense. I invite Iowa to the White House as well as a celebration for women's sports and women athletes. Yes, it was a mistake for Jill Biden to invite a runner-up to the White House. It's a mistake. 
That's an honor for winning teams. Okay. She made a mistake, but now because she made a mistake, she's now racist. Really? That's what, that's the society we're living in today, though. It's a joke. Makes me sick. It really does. It's, it's, it's disgraceful. It really is. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls. And why don't we start hey, with Grant, Richie? Hello, today? Richie. How are you? Hey, so I called Good, thank uh, you. maybe two, three months ago, and uh, we were talking about load management, um, like Steve Kerr's load management. And we were talking about that because I had a slim chance of getting some Kings tickets to the uh, Kings Warriors game tomorrow uh, from one of my customers. And I did get the tickets. I just found out yesterday, um, 16 rows up above the uh, Golden State bench, which is awesome because I'm taking my mom for her uh, for her birthday. She's a huge Warriors fan. It's our first time at, at Golden One. Um, and uh, so I, I'm pumped, man. I'm just hoping, uh, do, do you think everyone's going to play? I mean, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but. Well, as of right now, uh, everyone other than Angel Wiggins, from what I understand, you know, the Warriors could change their mind tomorrow. Uh, the Kings could change their mind. But uh, as of right now, yes, I believe that's the case. Oh, man, I hope so. Yeah, when I uh, when I told her that I got the confirmation that we, that we got those tickets, she was like, it was for her 62nd birthday. She was jumping up and wow. down like a, little, like a little kid, man. It was awesome. <laughs> yep. Well, you could be going to the biggest game of the year. So I hope that everyone plays for her and for your family. And I do remember your call, actually. I, I do remember that. But as we sit here now, it looks like it's a go. Okay, cool. Hey, and one, one more thing. Since we haven't been there before and I haven't been to a Kings game <laughs> since – oh, yep. I haven't, I haven't been to a Kings game since uh, probably 2002. Um, is there, like, a time you – like, we want to walk around and check everything uh, thing out. Is there a time maybe, like, uh, we should go before, like, you know, a little early? Yeah, get there an hour, get there an hour before the game and uh, go look at all the uh, bells and whistles in the arena. It's a spectacular venue. Yeah, get there, uh, get there an hour before and uh, enjoy yourself for sure. Awesome, awesome. I appreciate it, Grant. Thanks. Enjoy yourself. Thank you. Call me next week and let me know how the experience was. Absolutely will. Thank you very much, Richie. Appreciate All it. Right. All right, bye. All right, let's move along to Ryan in Sacktown. Hello, Ryan. How are you, buddy? Hey, buddy. Doing well. Yourself? I'm good. Thank you. Hey, um, I'm going to take it a step further, and it has nothing to do with race. It just has to do with society as a whole. Like, we're living in a time where people are looking for reasons to pounce. They're looking for keywords and things that are said just to argue, and it didn't used to be like that. And I I'm just sick of it. Well, I always read the tweet by Kevin Euclid about social media and that social media is the biggest problem in the United States and particularly Twitter. I think Twitter has completely turned the United States upside down into a bat shit crazy country. That's what I think. And I really believe that. And I believe social media in general has been so mishandled in this country that it's out of control, and I'm not so sure we can ever reel it back in. But when you have the Stephen A. Smiths of the world and the Shannon Sharps, who make almost everything out to be a racial issue, it turns off so many others. 
it's almost like enough is enough already. And it's really, and, and it's getting worse. It's not getting better. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's very unfortunate. It really is. Yeah, it is unfortunate. And I mean, for the LSU girl, she's painting the LSU fan base with a broad brush at that point. And, you know, everybody else commentating yep. on I mean, I guess the question is, where the hell is the LSU coach in all this? Like, she is still yep. an athlete. Like, yeah, and she's getting killed. She's getting killed because she was Brittany Griner's coach at Baylor. And I guess there are a lot that feel like she didn't do anything to help out Brittany Griner. And so she's under the microscope. She's getting killed for that. I mean, you know, you just can't win in this country anymore. You know, you really can't. And, you know, you know, I always talk about, you know, you need to peel back the layers and look at someone's body of work before you just paint someone out to be a racist. I mean, for Angel Reese to paint Jill Biden as a racist is it's embarrassing. I mean, it's just it's 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 that's the country we're living in today because the first lady of the United States makes a statement that she wants to invite both the LSU and uh, Iowa women's basketball team to the White House. Now she's a racist because one team is predominantly white and the other team is predominantly black. And had it been Iowa who had won, that she wouldn't have invited both teams because one of the teams is black. I mean, do we really think that the first lady of the United States is racist? I mean, do we really believe that? What the hell's wrong with this country? Seriously. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it speaks more to sportsmanship game i'm not looking at oh that team's all black that team's all white you know like and so those are just the shades that people look at it through so it, it is what it is but all right man. she made a mistake she made a mistake okay but it, her mistake wasn't based on racism okay she yeah. spoke out of turn she made a mistake okay in retrospect she realized that what she said was wrong but now she's a racist i mean do, what the hell uh, what actually goes through people's minds to think that Jill Biden, because she wanted to invite Iowa to the White House as well, is racist. No, but there I, are people that think that. And yeah. Angel Reese is one of them. Correct. Grant. And it, even if it was a mistake, it, it doesn't matter because if she would have invited both teams, it, it it wouldn't have. You know what I mean? It would it would have been seen as sportsmanship traditionally if both teams were half white, half black. So. I, I don't know. Yep. I get I get I it. It's just I'm getting tired of it. And pretty much you've got to unplug or just go live under a rock if you don't want to deal with this crap anymore. You you hit it right on the head. You know, if you don't want to deal with this crap anymore, you have to get off social media and go live under a rock. And I've always and I, I said this, if I win the lottery, OK, um, the first thing I'm doing, the first thing I'm doing is I'm I'm, I'm deleting all of my social media accounts. And I'm going to go, bye-bye. I'm done. I will not be on social media anymore. I'm on social media for one reason and one reason only. I'm on social media right now to promote my podcast, yep. okay? Promote my business. That's it. I don't put personal things out on social media anymore. I don't put things out about my family anymore. I'm just one thing and one thing only, all right? I promote my business on social media. Other than that, I rarely... Doing it. Now, I did send a tweet out to John Wood about the Masters and about rain. But again, I did that so that when I come on my show today, I could give people some information based on somebody that knows the course inside out on how rain affects that course. So, again, it's technically 
business. But I'm, I, I'm the first thing I'm doing. If I become financially stable, where I don't have to worry about things anymore, goodbye to social media. I will not be on it anymore. Good for you. I mean, I swear we're going to see a generation that swings back. It, it's going to be the unplugged generation that stays off the internet. That doesn't it, just watch because this is getting. I, are out of control. But I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Okay, you're going to the younger generation is addicted to the internet. They're addicted to their phones. They're addicted to social media. Now you think that when they become moms and dads and have kids, that they're going to think that their children are going to be any different than they are. I don't. I don't see this changing. Uh, it, it, I don't ever see this changing. Okay. I don't. I think it could be my generation. I mean, I. I you know, Adam Hawk. Good luck. I've told you, I've told you that story completely unplugged from that stuff made all the difference. And I think yeah, but he's very people, much in the minority. Well, he is, but sometimes the minority can spread my friend. I mean, there's something, to so. be, there's something to be said about not having a cell phone on your hip and having to go home and check your answering machine. Cause you're not constant. You're focused on what you're doing when you're out and about, right? You're enjoying those times. But anyways, all right. My just man, wait until Saturday, just wait until Saturday or Sunday. When the Kings run onto the floor at the Golden One Center for the first playoff game and look at 18,500 people all on their phones capturing the moment. Oh, exactly. Yeah, they'll be looking through their phones. It's just like a right. LeBron shot to get the score. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yep. You see the pictures in the background. Every single person is on their phone except for one individual sitting on the front row, which I believe Bill was. Knight. Yes, exactly. Right. Yep. So, all right, my friend. Hey, have a safe trip to Sacramento. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. You take care. All right. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, I'm going to be going to, uh, I'm flying tomorrow. So Ryan is going to have pre, half, and post game of the Warriors. If there's a way for me to join the show from 
38 to 40,000 feet, I'll do it, but I don't think that is going to happen. All right. And Ryan is more than capable of doing the show. All right. Waggus, how are you, sir? Good, Grant. You know, um, just wanted to shift gears and, you know, excited about the playoffs and was kind of looking at the seedings. I, I don't think yep. the Lakers are going to get the fifth anymore. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, because because I know both Warriors and Clippers have one game against Portland, and they're probably going to win that game. So so this game tomorrow uh, for the Warriors, uh, would you say it's a must win to capture the sixth seed? Oh, I'm sorry. The, hello? the fifth seed, yes. Yeah, I'm with you. The fifth seed, right? Hello, yeah. I'm here. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I guess I wanted to know, like, how, how do you see this? The Warriors have to win out? both. The Warriors are going to have to win both games to have a chance at the fifth seed. All right. Okay. So, so the Clippers, yeah. the Clippers have the tiebreaker over them. And what happens in a three-way tie here? Uh, three-team tie for a seed, and does that still go head-to-head, or does that go by conference then? I'm going to have to look okay. up at the rules for a three-way tie. I'm going to have to look that up. But as far as the Clippers go, they are fifth right now because they have the tiebreaker over the Warriors. And they have Portland, and then they are at Phoenix on Sunday. Yeah, That's their schedule. Portland, then, then at Phoenix. Then at Phoenix. So, yep. I think they'll stay at that, and, uh, but I will say that Golden. Well, I mean, if they need two wins, then it's a must-win. But uh, here's a fun fact: Did you know that Kevin Durant playing with the Suns? They're seven and zero. They're and pretty good, they're aren't they? Win the West. They're very good. I I think they're going to win the West. Uh, I I know that maybe you you think differently, but I really think that no, uh, I don't think differently. I think the they West. are too. Yeah. I think they're going to win uh, the West right. too. Uh, yep. And I think Denver is sliding. I don't think Denver is going to be there anymore. I think if Memphis gets Steven Adams back and he's effective, but I still don't think Memphis would beat Phoenix. Uh, the only team that I think could beat Phoenix in the West, assuming they're healthy, would be the Golden State Warriors. That's it. There's no other team in the West that I think will beat Phoenix. So you don't think even the Clippers will have a chance? No. With Kawhi Leonard? No. To beat Phoenix? No. No. Okay. Absolutely yeah. not. I don't think I don't All think right. the Clippers would win more than one game. Okay. So, um, um, shifting to the East, um, obviously, I, I I would love to see him Embiid win. Uh, just a big fan of his. Um, uh, how much of a chance do you give the Sixers? I mean, they got a shot, but I don't think they can beat Boston or Milwaukee. I don't either. Now they're a third seed as yeah. well. Yep. All right. They should have no problem in their first round matchup, which right now looks like it's going to be Brooklyn. All right. They'll destroy okay. Brooklyn. And my issue with Philadelphia is James Harden. That's my biggest issue with Philadelphia. I'm not a fan of James Harden in the playoffs. Never have been a fan of James Harden in the playoffs. But the problem with Philadelphia is they're going to end up playing Boston in the second round. Okay. And I, I don't I don't see them beating Boston in the playoffs. I just don't. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, this is his time, right? I mean, I know he had a great shot to beat the Warriors back in 2017, 2018, right? I, I think so. But this yep. is his shot, right? And, you know, if he does have huge games and they win and they win a chip, right, obviously I, I think his legacy is going to be 
cemented forever. But I mean, having a guy like Embiid, uh, if it, yep. if Embiid was on any other team, right? So, and then one last thing, you mentioned this. And by the uh, way, I think Milwaukee is going to win the East. I think Milwaukee okay. is going to win the East. Milwaukee has a cakewalk to the Eastern Conference Finals, in my opinion. They're going to play the okay. eighth seed, and then they're going to play the winner of the Cleveland-New York series. And to me, the winner of the Cleveland-New York series is not going to beat Milwaukee unless Milwaukee has injuries. Perfect. And you're flying tomorrow, so does that mean that you're going to have playing watching parties, or it's only going to be Kings? Uh, only Kings. Only Kings. Okay, just just making sure. Yeah, I mean, All why right. would and I? Then, I mean, why am I going to why am, why am I going to have a play and watch party that doesn't involve the Kings? I, I mean, get it. no I'm one's. I'm just curious. No one, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. no so, I get it. I get it. Um, I, as soon as the playoff schedule comes out, which will be this weekend, I'll make sure that everybody knows where I'm going to be. You know what? You know I'll, I'll get all the information out there. Perfect. And then last thing, you call maybe I misheard it, but you really think Luka Doncic is a top five player in the NBA right now? Yes, I do. Uh huh. I do. So you would? Yep. Okay. So so so, so he, here's a top five. Well, let me let, let me. All right. So let me. Okay, right. I'll let you. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna interrupt you for a second, and then you give okay. me your list. If you okay. were starting, if I if I said, okay, Waggus, you're a general manager of an NBA team. All right. right. Take any take any five players that you want. You're not taking Luka Doncic, just one of your five. If you're starting, okay, I get it. Well, that that changes it, right? I'm talking about like the current players that we have. I I can give you five, right? Easy: Kevin Durant, okay. LeBron James, Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic. I wouldn't take I wouldn't take LeBron James over Luka Doncic right now. Well, no, no, no. Obviously, you kind of changed the question. Um, I, 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 I kind of assumed you were saying he's a top five player right now in general. R- right, right now, now today. Yeah. Today, this moment, he's a top five player in the NBA. Yes, I believe he is. So do you think he's better than LeBron James right now? Today? Yes, I do. I think I would rather, if I was choosing a team okay. uh, to win a game, yeah, I would take, I think Luka's a better player right now uh, than LeBron. Is he a better I mean, I'm not going to compare the no, careers. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. No, I would never yeah. take Luca over LeBron. That's ludicrous. But yes, I think Luca's one of the top five players in the league. Yes, I do. Fair enough. Why would you put him over Tatum? That, that's all I want to know. Um, well, I'm not saying I would take him over Tatum, but I'm okay. just saying I think he's okay. one of the top five players in the league. All right. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, you know, he can figure out how to play with people. Because, you know, I mean, I know Kyrie Irving yep. is Kyrie Irving, but, you know, yep. he didn't play well with Porzingis. They really should not have Conference Finals last year, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, they did. With, with, yes, with Jalen Brunson. So, okay, yes. so now you take him off the team yep. and, you know, you're only as good as your supporting cast. You should be able to, if you're one of the top five players in the league, though, you should be able to get your team into the playoffs. I will acknowledge that. Okay, Absolutely. I will. I will say that I, I do. I do believe that. So you know, yep. I'm kind of going against what I just said, but I'll, all right. Let's let's let me ask you this question. And I understand they play different positions, but let's yep. say you put Luka Doncic on the Boston Celtics, and we and took out whoever whoever you want at his position. Okay, so if you substituted Luka Doncic for let's say Jalen Brown, let's just say you take Jalen Brown off the court. And you right. put Luca on the court. Where right. do you think Boston would be in the standings? I, if if you take Jalen Brown, uh, w- w- Luca and Tatum. 
Yes. Well, I mean, it's hard to say because, Grant, Boston's already number two. So, you know, they can only go so much higher, right? So I understand, but the point I'm trying to make is yeah, last I, I year. Get it, I get it, obviously, yeah. Luca went to the Eastern or the Western Absolutely. Conference Finals. So if, if I told you, or, or let's just say maybe I'm going in the wrong, let's yeah. say I take Marcus Smart off the team, who's the point guard, okay? And I replace him with Luca. So if I, let's say They're I got a starting all. lineup. Let me let me say I got a starting lineup of Luca, yeah. uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, whatever. All right. You don't right. you don't think Boston's coming out of the East? Boston's coming out of the East, absolutely. But I'm giving you one okay. better example. If you take James right. Harden and put you would be the number one seed in the East. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so that'd be a better example. But yeah, no, I mean Boston's kind of hard because it still made it to the finals, but I do agree with you. He's a better player than Brown and he's definitely better than Smart. Um, I think, uh, yeah. So, and, and I also think if you put him in Miami with Butler, they're coming out of the, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I think he's a top 10 player. I just don't think he's a top five player, but if you say it, if you're starting a team right now, of course he's, he's young, right? So of course I would. Well, I mean, think about this. Okay. We're talking about a guy this year that's averaging, I think 32 and a half points a game. He's averaging just under nine rebounds and eight assists a game. And he shoots just under 50% from the floor, okay? So so how can I not include him as one of the top five best players in basketball, averaging nearly 33 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, shooting 50% from the floor? I agree. You changed my mind. You really did. I, I was just looking at it from a different point of view. I'm, I'm obviously no looking at it from a talent point of view, right? Obviously, you know, if there's a game seven, I'm picking LeBron still, right? You know, I'm picking Kevin, yeah. right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, but yes. no, no. And, and, and I'll do one better. And this is going to sting for Kings fans. Obviously, if we had him instead of Fox, you know, uh, with Sabonis, no. we're probably, I'm, I'm, yep. we're probably in the Western Conference finals easily. So I would agree uh, with that. Yep. It yep. should be fun. Looking forward to it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the playoffs and talking to you, Grant. And I really appreciate you doing the show. Thank you, buddy. So long Thank now. All right, Kings may end up in the Western Conference uh, Finals anyway. It's very possible. But, yeah, I don't have a crystal ball any more than you do. I think if the Kings win their first-round matchup, then they've got a good chance to win their second round. Third round, I don't think so. All right, let's move along to uh, Eli. Hello, Eli. Welcome to the program. Hey, Grant. How's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. Well, I I hope that uh, there is some chance that they could actually – get to the Western Conference Finals, though I think I'm a little skeptical, but if there's even a remote chance of that, that would be awesome. Um, so speaking of the seedings, and forgive me if you've already discussed this a little bit, so I think we agree that we would rather have the Kings play the Clippers in the first round rather than the Warriors, right? I would. So having said that, and I guess this could be kind of a two-part related question, and again, forgive me if you've already talked about this, but do you think that there's any chance that the Kings could approach that Warriors game with that in mind? Or or I guess I should ask, have you ever seen in your years a team kind of, I don't want to say sure. intentionally throw a game, but it yeah, just... Yeah, of course they have. They, yeah, they, okay. it, it happens all the time. It happens it all the time. Okay. Yes, it does. So, so yeah. what do you think What do you is going to happen? Do you think that Mike... Brown I think the Kings are going to try to win the game. I think okay. they're going to go out and try to win the game. Okay, that that would make it more likely that they play the Warriors, right, in the first round. It would be because the Warriors, uh, again, you got to remember, 
the Warriors would then have 39 losses. The Lakers currently have 39 losses, and the Lakers have that tiebreaker over Golden State. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you better be careful that you don't end up playing the Lakers in the first round either, because I don't think that's a good matchup for Sacramento. Hey, here's the reality, okay? Mm-hmm. You're, either, you're going to be playing either the Clippers, the Warriors, or the Lakers. Neither of those teams are going to be a picnic. But if you had to rate, rank them, my opinion, the way I look at it, I would say the toughest matchup's Golden State. The second toughest matchup is the Lakers. And the third toughest is the Clippers. Okay? Now, that doesn't right. mean the Clippers matchup would be easy. I'm just saying I don't think it would be as difficult as playing the Warriors or the Lakers. No, I, I, I agree with you. And I, I, are we assuming that the Pelicans probably won't happen then? Uh, the Pelicans will not happen in all likelihood. That is correct. Not mathematically, but not in all. Uh, yeah. Actually, it would be very cha- challenging. Here's the other issue. You know, we talk about Steph Curry all the time. You know, the other aspect that the Kings are going to have a really difficult time is contending with Draymond Green in the playoffs. He's really good. And in the playoffs, he's really, really good. And his style of basketball is going to be a real problem for Sacramento as well. So mm-hmm. I just I don't like the Warriors as a first round matchup for Sacramento. But if you're asking me, the Kings need to go out and win the game tomorrow. And whatever happens, okay. happens. Well, yeah, that, that's fair. I mean, certainly it's going to be very, very challenging, um, you know, beating the defending champs. And if they do it, it would be a great morale boost. Um, now, I don't know that if they do if they do win that series and they play, I guess it would be Memphis in the second round. Um, you know, I don't know that that would necessarily be any easier or, you know, I, I, I think that's going to be just as challenging. At that point, at, at that point, you're playing. At that point, who cares? You're, you're absolutely playing. Right with house money you're playing with house money now but then you're really playing with house money and regardless of what happens it really would still be one of the great seasons in sacramento king's history so it, it, it at that point it honestly doesn't really matter who you're playing absolutely fair enough i think for me personally if they make it to the second round i would consider that an oh. awesome season um if they if they lose in the first round i would consider that a disappointing season see i disagree with you if they lose in the first round i think it's been an incredible season it's been an awesome season, and even if they lose in the first round, I still think it's a great season for this franchise. It's a building block, and it's like, wow, okay, you got a good nucleus. You're off and running. You got playoff experience. You got the big monkey off your back. Uh, I, I disagree with you. I think even if you lose in the playoffs, it's a great season. I mean, if you end up playing the Warriors in the first round and you lose, you don't think that's a great season? I do. Well, it certainly would exceed everyone's expectations from where we thought we would be at the beginning of the season. From that standpoint, I agree. But I think just as a, as a top four seed, if you lose in the first round, that's just disappointing by nature because you expect the top teams to win in their first round. But I guess, obviously, you could put an asterisk next to that because of all the injuries and so forth. So, you know, I, I get where you're coming from, too. Thanks, buddy. You have a good one. Appreciate the phone yep. call. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Yep, you do the same. All right, let's get to uh, Jeff. Right here on Listen Up. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Grant. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Nice show. Nice show today. Thank anyway, you. I wanted to talk about your rant today on the LSU player, Reese. Is it Reese? Yep. So, Angel Reese. Angel Reese. Yes, yes. I'm wondering why the coach hasn't influenced her more to keep her mouth shut, like you were saying. That coach is a pretty well known coach. And, uh, I wonder why she can't get more control over this, her her uh, student body or her her team. Uh, n- you know what? I can't answer that question. 
Right. The other thing is, you know what? These young young teens nowadays, college and everything, they have no respect for elders. When you say the first lady, you know, you gotta, she made a mistake. I don't even know if they know what the first lady means. They, you know, they, they just, well, I, you know, I think they know what the first lady means. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, slam an individual. I think they know very well, you know, the first lady of the United States. If, if you're, if you're in college and you don't know who the first lady of the United States is, then you know what? I, I, I'm really at a loss for words. I, I know what my point was, they just, just lack of respect for the, for the office or for the person who, who you were saying who she is. She's well, the of person. course there's a, there's a major lack of respect for, uh, p- politicians in this country. And you know what? They, they earn the lack of respect for the way they govern. All right. Not all politicians, but a lot of politicians. And so, you know, I, I don't have any problem with lack of respect. I do have a problem, though, with a 20 year old athlete insinuating that the first lady of the United States, who in all likelihood, she probably has no knowledge of her background in any way, shape or form. I'm guessing that. I could be wrong. To insinuate that she's a racist is it's insulting to me as an American. It, it, she, it, Angel Reese insulted me. And by the way, I'm not a supporter of the Bidens, just so you know. I, I, right. I support whoever's in the White House, but I didn't vote for them. I didn't vote for anybody in the last. No, I didn't. I didn't vote. I, I sat out the last election. I didn't vote for either candidate. OK, but with that said, OK, I respect the White House. I respect that level of government, because I think that as an American, really, in order for us to move forward as a country, we need to all be pulling together. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. But I'll leave that for another day. Right. I would, I would, I would say, if I had to guess, that Angel Reese knows very little about Jill Biden and probably doesn't know anything about her other than she is the first lady. But to insinuate that she's a racist because she also wanted Iowa to come to the White House. All right, to insinuate that the only reason why she did that is because they are a predominantly all-white team is embarrassing, it's appalling, and I, as an American, am insulted by that, okay? Do not, okay, and I'm not a fan of the Bidens, okay, but do not Mm -hmm. embarrass and maim the First Lady of the United States and insinuate that she's a racist just because you got your feathers ruffled because she invited the team that you beat to the White House. Right. That's sad. That's right. sad. No, I, I, I agree with you. I was going to call you on this subject a couple of days ago when it first came out. Now it's really blown up. I, I didn't, you know, I, I really didn't know where uh, Jill Biden was coming from. Inviting him in the first place is like, you just got to give everybody you know, it's like give everybody a trophy now, you know. Yeah, but you know what? Again, we're t- but understand who made the comment. She's that she 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 did it. She spoke out of turn. She made a mistake. But does that mistake mean that she's a racist? Like oh. you think that I'm a racist because I put all lives matter, every single one on social media? Like is, is there any is there even one thing in my entire background in my entire life where anybody ever go, gee, I think Grant Napier is racist? No, there isn't. So I'm looking at Jill Biden. I'm looking at her track record. I'm looking at everything that she's done in her life. Do I look at Jill Biden and go, gee, I think she's racist? I mean, what the hell's wrong with people? Seriously, what is wrong with people, Jeff? She's she's far from it. (laughs) School teacher. It's a joke. It's a a disgrace. It's embarrassing. And yet the media is is 
pouring gasoline on Angel Reese's flames and giving her carte blanche interviews, letting her say whatever she wants, have Shannon Sharp come on and talk about how because Jill Biden invited Iowa to the White House, it's going to cost her husband re-election in 2024. Are we really are we really having these type uh, of conversations, Jeff? What the hell's wrong with this country? Seriously. That's asinine. Those those talking heads on FS1 and and ESPN and Stephen, they 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 just love it when something comes of race and or it's they, a joke. Could, they could provoke, you know. And that's they all they do is want to steer the. You know what they don't? Here's what they're doing. Here's what they're doing, and they don't realize that they're doing this. They think that they're galvanizing the black community, and they think that they are opening up eyes of the white community to look at things differently. What they're doing is they're widening the gap between white and black in this country. That's what they're doing. They're right. pissing off. They're pissing off a a group of people because the group of people that are the majority in this country, which does happen to be the white people, and that's a fact. That's not an opinion. They're looking at the. They're looking at this and going, "Wait a minute, you are going overboard, and you're making a issue to be a racial issue." When race is not involved. Now, I've said this, and I don't think I do need to say this, but I'm going to say this anyway. Lord knows we have a lot of issues in this country, okay, that need to be fixed over race. We we have a lot of issues, and there are a lot of issues around the world, okay, that are racially motivated, that there's racial insensitivity, uh, insensitivity there's inequality. We get that, okay? We need to all be better. And when I mean we need to all be better I'm not meaning you, you, you. I'm talking about as a society, we need to do better. And if we don't acknowledge that, then we're all living in a cave. However, you can't just bring up the race card every single time something involves a person of color just because they're a person of color. You have to examine it. You have to look into it. You have to see, well, wait a minute. Is there any factual evidence that would support my claim that he or she is a racist or that this is a racial situation involving racism. Do we really think that because Angel Reese taunted Caitlin Clark at the end of the game and people came hard on Reese because they thought it was excessive, they thought that it was unsportsmanlike, now all of a sudden, because she happens to be a person of color, it's now a racist issue? No, it's not. Okay. But there are too many people like the Stephen A. Smiths and the Shannon Sharps that are hell-bent on making it nothing but race. Jay Williams, another one, makes it everything about race. Well, not everything is about race. There are times when a person who happens to be white can criticize a person who happens to be black, and it has absolutely nothing to do with race. But when you are white in America now, and you criticize a person of color, particularly in the sports world, you are now deemed a racist. Okay? That's this society that we are now living in, in the United States of America. And I know it better than anybody. Right. Okay. Because all I did was say, all lives matter, every single one. And I also challenge people of all ethnicities, all religions, sexuality, whatever. Explain to me why all lives matter, every single one is not an accurate statement. Do people really believe that not every well, life matters? No, I'm serious. I mean, I mean, it's just, what kind of country are we living in? They have a commercial going on that now, and it drives me friggin' crazy, where it says, "How all lives matter can't 
be true until all black lives matter. They have no wrong, wrong, wrong. I know all lives matter. All lives matter can't be true if black lives don't matter. All lives could not be a factual statement if Asian lives didn't matter. All lives matter could not be factual if Jewish lives didn't matter. If this, all right. So, you know, you can take any words and you can change it around to fit your narrative. But if you just examine the words as a whole and they stand on themselves, like all lives matter, every single one, you see all lives matter, every single one. When I put every single one on the back of that, I took out all of the gray area so that no one could look at those six words and come up with any other conclusion than every single life matters. Now, if I just put all lives matter, then it would have been open for interpretation. But when I say all lives matter, every single one with three exclamation points, I took out all of the gray area. No, I put every single one. You understand the difference? I do. I appreciate you, Jeff. I appreciate you too. I, I just, it was a good, it was a good, good rant. And, uh, you know, and it, what the most pathetic thing. Yep, I just lost your buddy. Thank you very much. Appreciate the phone call. All right, let's get to uh, Zach. Hello, Zach. Hey, Grant. Uh, so as you've been saying, like, obviously the Clippers are probably the best matchup for the Kings. Yep. But here's the thing, like, I'm curious, just what, just let me know what your thoughts on this. Like, the Warriors have to reintegrate Wiggins into their offense. So would you say, I mean, like, I know they're the Warriors, but would you say, like, that could somewhat throw them off in the first round of the playoffs, having, like, to reintegrate Wiggins? It or could. Re- it could. So in that it way, could. it could... It could potentially give the Kings a slight boost if that's generous. Or it could go the other way. Wiggins could play really well on the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's, it's basically like year. a toss-up. Right? Well, I don't know if I would say it's a toss-up. I mean, I would say this. I would say the chances of the Warriors being better are greater than the chances of the Warriors being worse. Gotcha. And uh, who do you have? I was just curious. Do you have a pick for who's coming out of the West and East? I know you said East. The Bucks, but do you I know? think it's going to. I think I think Milwaukee's playing uh, Phoenix in the NBA Finals. That's what I'm feeling. Oh, and also, I just want to uh, let you know on Twitter. I just saw it says that James Anderson says that uh, Kings list Fox and Sabonis and several others questionable for Friday's game. So it looks like they're kind of just giving up. Wow. All right. I did not see that. Just just happened while I've been it, on the air. Yeah, it just came out like four, okay. four or five minutes well, ago. Okay. So. It just came out four or five minutes ago. Well, I really appreciate you uh, bringing that to my attention. All right. So does that mean so, they're basically? Okay. So, so you know what that means? What? This is what it means. It means that there's there's probably likely that they're not going to play. That's that's what that means. If you and you're right, they've listed Fox, Sabonis, and several others as questionable. And what that means to me? All right, here we go. They're listing De'Aaron Fox ankle, and this is from Jason Anderson of the B. I want to give proper credit. All right. They're listing De'Aaron Fox ankle, DeMontis Sabonis ankle, Kevin Herter injury management, Keegan Murray foot, Trey Lyle shoulder, Davian Mitchell knee, Malik Monk leg as questionable. That tells me the Kings are not playing anybody tomorrow. There you have it. There you have it. That's so exactly does, what that tells me. So Grant, Grant, does that basically guarantee – well, not, I wasn't guarantee, but that's probably highly likely 
that will lose. But what if the BCC, like, what if Golden State does the same thing with their starters? And then well, it's like, they, then you know what? Again, it's another example of what's wrong with the NBA. Exactly. And you know what? I really, and, and again, I always talk about this. You know, was it Richie the call the half hour ago? Who's taking his mom for her 62nd birthday and they've never been to the arena. And, you know, he spent all this money on the tickets. And that's what's wrong right there with professional sports. Man, it's a joke. It's I a disgrace. So, I feel so. It's a disgrace. Uh, and I'll tell you that. What, 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 and, I'm, and by the way, I want to say thank you very much for bringing that to my attention. Of course. As I'm on the air, Zach. So I really appreciate that because this now changes everything for tomorrow. Because what that means to me is that the Kings are mailing in the game tomorrow, that they've had a meeting today with management and they've decided that they are not playing their players this weekend. That's what that tells me. Okay. It also tells me that they won't be winning 50 games, which I'm with Ryan. We talked about this. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Okay. But let's just assume that the Warriors now are going to win tomorrow and go to 43 and 38. Uh What that tells me is they're hoping that the Warriors beat the Blazers to go to 44 and 38 and that the Clippers lose one of their final two games and so that the Kings would end up playing the Clippers and the Warriors. That's exactly what this is telling me. Pretty crazy. Mike Mike Brown, what, what this is telling me, okay, is that Mike Brown... And the Kings do not want any part of the Golden State Warriors. That's what this is telling me. Now, they may come out and say it differently, and that's fine. They'll be asked about it tomorrow, but that's what it tells me. So, I mean, like, I've heard you talk about, like, on your YouTube show, like, usually, like, coaches are not going to fear another team, regardless of who they are. Like, but in this sense, are, like, are they really actually afraid of the Warriors, or is it what? Afraid is not the word. They're not afraid of anybody, but they're using percentages and analytics. And nobody knows the Warriors better than Mike Brown. That's not with the Warriors organization. I mean, Steve Kerr knows him better. But, you know, Mike Brown knows the Warriors better than anybody that's outside of the Warriors organization. Nobody knows the Warriors better than Mike Brown. That's not right now currently part of the Warriors organization. Mike Brown knows everything about the Warriors. And he probably says we're not going to beat them in the first round. All right. I'm sure that's what that is about. Okay, and I guarantee you. All right. I guarantee you that the owner is in there with the meetings, you know, influencing this decision as well. And they've decided that they want to play the Clippers in the first round of the playoffs. Doesn't mean they will play the Clippers in the first round of the playoffs. Increases. But it's a more likely scenario. And uh, would you I mean, even though like Darvin Ham and the coach in OKC is like they've kind of had a really good season like especially Darvin Ham's Lakers as, as of late do you think Brown is still have the coach of the year in the bag yes okay all right thank you for your time thank you appreciate that there you have it good job by Zach hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To uh, talk about the news that just came out. Let's get to Hex, who is calling from Seoul, South Korea. Hello, Hex. How are you today? Hey, how are you, Grant? It's 10 o'clock. I'm good. Thank you. Um, well, uh, I want to just mention about, um, I want to go back to the time when I was in the early 90s with no internet, and you just pick up a Sacramento Bee and just check the box scores. Yep. You know, yep. that was life. It was way more simple. You don't have to listen to all the BS, social media stuff. First um, thing I did every morning when I was on the road is the first thing I did is I would go get a USA Today, whether it was at my doorstep or whether I had to go down to the local convenience store every morning. Every morning I woke up, the first thing I did when I was traveling was go get a USA Today. I love the USA Today. I read it from front to back. I love the sports section. I thought it was great. I honestly, heck, I can't remember the last time I had a newspaper in my hand. I don't recall the last time I actually had a newspaper in my hand. That's so true. Maybe like in the hotel, you know, they might drop off a newspaper for you, but we're so accustomed to just looking at our phone first. And this is yep. the world we're living in. And, you know, that's the first news that we look at. Uh, yep. But man, my like childhood memories, I just I love looking at early in the morning is the box scores. Seeing yep, what I did too. Player done. Yeah. So those are some good times. But uh, funny story is um, when I was in high school, you know, when the Kings, the reason why I'm mentioning this, because I listened to your podcast in the subway, in Seoul subway, regarding yes. about the you know, Kings uh, playoff memories. I thought yes. that was a very solid listen. If anybody's um, listening right now, you should definitely tune into that. Um, but just that when I was in high school, you know, when the Kings made a playoff in 96, um, you know, we were in a high school trip for a week and we couldn't have, you know, we watched the first two games um, in Sacramento. Oh, but wow. We were on the road and we we're just trying to figure, you know, find a way to get radio stations on the bus try to get the game three in sure and we're yeah we're just getting all static and you know sometimes we didn't get the station going and you know everyone in the bus was just shouting out the scores and what happened and game uh-huh. three mitch richmond got a sprained ankle he was out for yeah. a while and, and he was playing um, so were, great yeah yeah and we were just like hurt and um and just remember we lost that game in game four um you know i think um l train came off the bench had a solid performance um, and just just reflect, reflecting those times was yep. awesome. Um, yep. And I know, like you said, you know, like uh, the fans will be just so focused on just, you know, um, right now, if they're in the first playoff game, they'll be focusing on their phones, trying to get all the moment. You know, yep. I'm, I'm pretty yep. much I'm the victim, too, because I admit, like every yep. event I go to, you know, I want to capture it. But, you know, those times were way more simple, just, you know, just focusing on the yep. team. And um yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Thank you, Heck. You have a great day over in uh, Seoul. Appreciate you uh, taking the time to call the show. Yeah, no problem. Actually, um, I want to talk about the Masters. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, know, like, sure. So, <laughs> like, well, first thing first, like, you know, I think everyone should know, um, you know, YouTube TV does not work internationally. 
and I thought maybe I can get access to ESPN um, Plus. Um, that does not work here either. And Masters in Korea, it starts at 10 p.m. till 7 a.m. Oh. So you know, likely we can't watch anything; just be a replay. Um, but what about the ma- what about the Masters app? Can you watch it internationally? The Masters app? No, it doesn't work. Yeah, because okay. usually okay. the the ESPN is contracted for um, round one and two, I think. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure about the Masters app if they have access internationally, but I haven't tried that yet. But I already have a subscription for ESPN, so. Oh, okay. And yeah, so I try to try it out, but um, my my point is like. Um, you know, the I saw the the weather is like very brutal. <laughs> yeah, the like weather rain. the weather on Saturday is going to be awful. It's going to be a high of forty eight and rain all day. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was like two years ago when Dustin Johnson. Um, and I think that when he played that year, the weather was brutal. Um, not as brutal as probably like the, of this year, but right. you know, he had the soft greens. He was landing it. Um, and, uh, yeah, listen. Yeah, all these, all these, all these players are going to be attacking the greens on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, it's going to yeah. be, you know, but again, it's going to be also a high of forty-eight. So, you know, this is going to be a very interesting weekend of golf with the weather. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, like you know, I think you, can, you know, Scotty Scheffler might just come back, you know, and you know, we'll have a good second round, third, or you know, it could be anyone actually. So. Um, you know, do you do you know any golfers that you think or might have a chance uh, through this uh, bad weather? I have no idea. I think that you know, I always look at the Europeans, the Roy McIlroys of the world, and you know, those that have played golf for you know so often in inclement conditions. But I also think that the most important person on the golf course on Saturday may be the caddy because it's their job to keep the clubs dry, the grips, and in the rain and those weather conditions, they do a magnificent job for the golfers. All of that is super important. And I, I know that because I've talked to John Wood, who's caddied in the Ryder Cup, all the majors. And I've talked to him about, you know, how important that is. And he said, it's unbelievably important that the caddies in those conditions um, have to be so careful and do such an incredible job. So, you know, it's it, it, it's going to be fun. Heck, it's going to be fun. It's a different atmosphere when it's cold and rainy. And we'll see, we'll see if it's an advantage for anybody. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. I'll try to t- chime in like through the Korean channels. They only give golf, soccer, and baseball. So yep. we'll see if I can get a little bit of um, throughout the day. But um, I'll yeah, tell you right now, like, and I'm not, and I'm not saying this because John Rom is at seven under. But I was watching him early when he had a double on the first hole, and he he four putted the first hole, and oh, I was wow. like, wow. And yet he ends up at seven under and he's already won three times this year on the PGA tour. And we know he can win there. He's already done it. I think Rom is going to be the guy to beat right now. Okay. I think Rom is going to be the guy to beat. I really do. Now, you know, I talked about McElroy. He's already far back. He's at even par. He's mm-hmm. seven back. He, seven back at the end of the first round. is not a death sentence. I mean, you can still, but he's, he's going to have to have a hell of a second round tomorrow. I'm talking about Rory to get back into contention. He's tied for 37th uh, at even. He's going to have to shoot, you know, he's going to have to shoot a low number tomorrow to be relevant on the weekend. But how about Brooks Kepka at seven under? But if you're asking me right now, of all of the players that are in the top, let's say, 15, which includes defending champ Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm right now is playing – 
he's playing as well as anyone in the world. Three tour wins this year. Bouncing back after a double on number one to be at seven under, he's going to be very difficult to beat in this tournament. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he's he was already a favorite. Um, I think he was like eight to one odds to win. Yeah. Um, like as Rory and Scotty were like six to one. Um, but Brooks Kepka, I don't know if he can stay healthy throughout this whole round, but, you know, yep. he's he's fearless on the on the course. Yes, he sure. is. Yeah. So well, enjoy it, heck. You uh, take care and thanks very much for listening to the show. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks. I take thanks for taking my call. Thank you. And again, the big news is uh, Zach told us uh, the Kings are listing all of their players as questionable tomorrow, which tells me they're mailing in the game. Could it change? It could change. But that's what it's telling me. Have a great day, everybody. Tomorrow, the show will be at four o'clock and then Ryan will have pregame, halftime and postgame. Take care. Thanks very much. Really enjoyed the show today. Bye bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.